From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right. And we are definitely once again loaded for bear. Looks like today is going to be another uh, supersized edition of the program. And oh baby, are things getting really weird in a hurry. Uh, I am Jerry Brooks, your baby-faced assassin of freedom and your tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America. And believe you me, at the rate things are going, it's not going to be recognizable uh, at the rate it's going. But anyway, uh, before we get into the heart of today's uh, wackiness, uh, just again, if you want to send us questions, uh, comments, email, all sorts of emails, uh, shout outs or whatever, uh, in black and right at gmail.com is our email address, or you can go to our website in black and net. Okay, folks, buckle up. We're going to be going from the ridiculous to the sublime today. Uh, with some of the things that have been crossing the news wires. I mean, it's been nutty all week. I mean, nutty. I mean, my gosh. Let's start with the latest goofiness. Now, uh, from multiple news sources, uh, Breitbart, uh, Just the News, and others, well, my friends, it's going to get really, really weird in the Ukraine, and apparently... Uh, Mitch McConnell keeping his word that the GOP, the Senate Republicans' top priority is to send much more money to Ukraine. Now, Ukraine has already had a whole lot of problems just with, I mean, we're over the end Wednesday. Within 24 to 36 hours, you've had a major purge within the Ukrainian government. Zelensky apparently... Uh, kind of maybe copied that movie, The Purge, uh, got rid of multiple uh, cabinet ministers uh, and others because of corruption, which is really hilarious considering Ukraine is the third most corrupt country on planet Earth. But, okay, whatever. But yeah, now... Everything is starting to get real interesting because now it's not, well, anyway. Today, from justthenews.com, U.S. to send battalion some 30 or 31 Abrams tanks to the Ukraine ahead of an expected Russian offensive. And the artillery will soon will follow in the next few months, apparently, the White House is telling people. Now, all right, fine, whatever. But here's my problem. Uh, now, it's gotten really weird because it's not just the U.S. anymore. Germany is taking some of their Leopard 2S tanks and they're sending them to the Ukraine in some wackadoodle attempt by the Ukraine 
to take back Crimea. Now, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, with Germany, a major, a major leader in NATO, like the United States, and basically the big dog of the EU, and they're going to be sending tanks over there? I mean, can, can anybody please tell me uh, escalation? You know, anybody know that word? We're now going to send, and Germany, tanks over there to help the Ukrainians take back the Crimea. Or at least so are the reports coming uh, out of the Pentagon and Capitol Hill. And excuse you, uh, that's pretty stupid, because the fact that the U.S. and the Germans, a NATO essentially, are going to be sending these tanks. Uh, for all the Zelensky fanboys in Congress, especially people like Lindsey Graham, who just seems to be itchy for war, uh, itchy for a ground war, uh, South Carolina, and I've got some great friends there in the Palmetto State, will you please, the next time you have a chance, get rid of this clown? Please? Because... He'll want to send all these tanks and everything over to the Ukraine. How about sending them to the southern border? That would make life real interesting, wouldn't it? It would make the left completely go into meltdown. All these uh, non-governmental organizations or NGOs would be really in freak-out mode. So, yeah, this is going to be real interesting to watch, folks. What are we, what's going to happen? I mean, right now, it's the middle of winter. It is hard. It is hard for the Ukrainian people. It's, I mean, if you study history like I have, the winters and the bitter cold of the Russian winters, they're a weapon. They're totally a weapon. It's been done to Napoleon. It's been done to Hitler, amongst others. So yeah, so going on this offensive, which Apparently, I, I, they might be waiting for the spring uh, because it's just really horrible over there. The people who are suffering the most are the Ukrainians. You're just average citizens. They're out there dealing with the cold. Their country has been bombed. The place looks horrible. And yet there are still people there in the Ukraine in the middle of a humanitarian crisis, food, warm clothes, medicines. I mean, they're trying to get in there. And yet, didn't the Ukraine just purge a lot of these people? Because, hey, now all of a sudden, when you have the House, the U.S. House, MAGA-led, uh, going for, and people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congresswoman of Georgia, saying, hey, if we're going to send any money, more money over there, uh, yo, we need audits. We need to know exactly where it's going, who's getting it, is it actually getting to the people who need it. And that's probably making Zelensky a little bit nervous. And it, frankly, it needs to make him nervous. Because, hey, you come over here, you do your fundraising speech before a joint session of Congress, because you know, and he had it in, he knew. Zelensky knew that the omnibus bill 
was going to get voted on in the Senate, and there were all the Republican goofballs who voted for it for the lamest reasons. I mean, sure, they said, well, there was this and there and this. It's like, come on, people. Do you really think the... Come on, senators, you GOP knuckleheads. Do you really think the American people are that stupid? Seriously, do you really believe they're that stupid? Because, frankly, they knew what the deal was. A lot of them do. And, frankly, a lot... And these Republican senators have explained to Dolosi, you know, you got it. Because right now, we are now escalating this. You're taking American equipment, American tanks, American artillery, same thing with the Germans. Now, I don't know why nobody else in Europe is doing this other than the Germans, not the British, not the French, not the Italians, nobody. Nobody except the Germans. So I'm wondering what the deal is. I mean, seriously. I do not know why so many in this country, in our Congress and in the Senate, are just so, pardon the, pardon the praise, but gun-ho about stepping up our involvement in the Ukraine. Nobody, and I mean nobody, Republican, Democrat, not Biden, not Schumer, not Pelosi, not McConnell, none of no senator, no Republican senator, has ever said why, oh why, oh stinking why, are we getting involved with this to the tune of some $100 billion, which we really don't have, in a war that is on the other side of the globe where the United States has no, I repeat, no vital interest. We're taking, we're spending more money to help the Ukraine and other countries with their border security, but yet, with all the money we've given to the Border Patrol, they can't use that to secure our border. This is America last. This is full-blown America last, and the Uniparty, and, oh, the Uniparty is totally involved with this, and yet... Here's Biden today at, in the White House, I think in the Roosevelt Room, uh, making this grand pronouncement with the two totally stiff uh, Secretary of State Tony Blinken and Defense Secretary Austin standing there just like zombies, like statues, expressionless zombies. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to be upset. I, I am upset about this because what is it doing for this country? Hmm? What, are, what are we doing? I mean, this is a, essentially a proxy war. NATO, because you might as well include NATO because Germany threw in, along with the U.S., to this. What is the end game? You know, of course, they'll try to tell you, oh, we need to stop Putin. It's like, Putin's got his own problems with his own people. So why are we doing this? This is the question that nobody on Capitol Hill can answer or wants to answer. Now, the people who actually have some sense, the grown-ups in the room, they're like, hey, why are we doing this? Why are we giving all this money? 
And if we're going to continue to just give them blank checks, we dang well better audit it. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So now here comes Zelensky purging uh, all of these officials. There were nine of them, top officials in the Ukrainian government amongst allegations of corruption. Oops. Yeah, because if they're going to be sending more money, Zelensky's got to be afraid that the Americans, the U.S. House, are going to audit this and they're going to demand an audit. Now, of course, the Senate, with all the Republican fanboys like Lindsey Graham, Senator Tom Cotton, and others, oh yeah, this is just, no, 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 no. This is just not cool. It's stupid. Okay, it's just plain stupid. But in a related, somewhat related story, just moving on here. Now, apparently, as we now have seen just, what, a couple of days ago? Or we've had a former FBI counterintelligence official named McGonagall, Charles McGonagall, get arrested and indicted on five counts. Now, they're talking, uh, you know, well, well, these were just sanctioned violations. I said, no, this proves beyond a shadow of any doubt that the FBI, as we know it now, is corrupt to the core. And Christopher Wray, who probably had himself a great time at the World Economic Forum in Davos, he needs to answer for this. This is not cool. And frankly, I cannot wait, and I really wish Jim Jordan would hurry the heck up and get the Judiciary Committee up and running with subpoenas. And it's like, let's go, buddy. Let's go. Come on. You're, you are a champion athlete, uh, Jim Jordan, at Ohio State. It's like, hey, get your team together. Let's go. And go and get the truth. And don't let them stonewall you with, oh, this is an ongoing investigation. Big freaking deal. I'm like, holy cow. We've got, we've had essentially the intelligence community. Like a, you know, oh my gosh, it's, it's like a revolving door. There have been some 200 people, high-ranking counterintelligence officials, who have left government and gone to uh, the private sector, gone to big tech. And yeah, there's a lot to be, there's gonna be a lot of questions to answer, but but this one headline from Just the News that I love, Russian oligarch keeps showing up in the most inconvenient places for the FBI and Washington elites. So I thought, hmm, here we go. John Solomon at it again. The dude is awesome. Uh, just taking a bit from this story. The bombshell indictments this week alleging that a former senior FBI counterintelligence agent had an inappropriate financial relationship with Oleg Derispaka focused fresh light on, the, on an uncomfortable truth. Washington elites have simultaneously demonized and cozied up to the controversial Russian oligarch over the last two decades. Deris, Deris Paka, a protege 
of Russian President Vladimir Putin and once owner of the country's largest aluminum company, Rusal, has been courted over the years by a prominent Democrat senator seeking help from his lawyer and FBI agent seeking dirt on Donald Trump, enlisted by the Bureau to spend his own money to find a missing FBI agent in Iran and lured into hiring Christopher Steele, there's a name that should be familiar, for a legal project before the former MI6 agent penned his famous or infamous fake dossier. Oops. Now this is interesting. This um, Darius Paca. Wow. This is crazy, folks. This is crazy. The I mean, it's bad. I mean, this alone should bring up questions like, okay, here's this guy, McGonagall, who was busted for his relationships with this uh, oligarch, and yet this McGonagall guy was also part of the Russia Trump hoax, delusion, illusion, whatever term you want to use. My friends, this country is in a bigger mess than even I'm beginning to realize. Why are people, top people in our intelligence community in this country will pretty much get cozy with the Russians on one hand and disparage them on the other? I mean, it's like the left hand does know what the right hand is doing and this dichotomy, this absolute double-minded approach is now going to make life for the FBI that much harder. Maybe not now when uh, Jim Jordan not only chairs the uh, Judiciary Committee, but he's also going to be the chair of the subcommittee for the weaponization of government. And yes, they're going to have broad investigative powers as well as the power of, the, of, the power of subpoena. Now, this is going to get real interesting later on, and they're going to play their usual games, uh, the FBI, the Department of Justice, or the Department of Injustice. Uh, they're going to play their games. They are going to totally play their games. It's like, oh, this is an ongoing investigation and where we can't really say anything. Well, then, let's see how much. Uh, you might get a little bit ch more chattier in, in August and September as the fiscal year is starting to end and appropriations are starting. Hmm. Let's see if, if finally they can use the power of the purse through the appropriations process to get some of these clowns to cough up. Because I'm already convinced that with these uh, documents with that Biden has, and now they've thrown in Mike Pence into the mix to completely muddy it up, I'm like, wait a minute, folks. I mean, it's like I said yesterday, it's like, it's like, Former Vice President Fever with uh, classified documents. Now, of course, the mainstream media and its, and its incestuous relationship with the uh, Democrats, uh, 
and the Uniparty and whatever, they're going to just like, oh, well, Biden didn't mean it, Biden didn't mean it. It's like intent is irrelevant. Hello, let me say that again. Intent is irrelevant. The fact that he had them, whether by mistake or by design, that's relevant. <clears throat> okay? That's it, folks. No ifs, no ands, nor buts. That is federal statute in black and white. I mean, there's no sort of, oh, well, it's like, no, 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 no. No, no playing games because, I mean, this is Merrick Garland trying to do a magic show. That's what he's trying to do. It's like, ah, no, 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 no. It's the fact is that <clears throat> your special counsels are a joke and a very cruel one and very cruel jokes at that. Trump didn't do anything wrong in spite of your attempts to try to find some way to get an indictment to get him out of the 2024 race, which will fail. It will fail. And, you know, you're trying to get it's it's essentially they're trying to use the same method for two different reasons. The puppet masters, the dark forces, the powers that be of the deep state, they want Trump gone because they, he can't be controlled. Hallelujah. But with Biden, his usefulness is done. His usefulness is done and it's like, okay, time to go, Joe. Time to ruin your administration and to create a cloud. And now, uh, and Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, please. It's like he's trying to essentially investigate his own boss. <clears throat> that one won't work, folks, because Merrick Garland and the Department of Injustice's credibility has more holes in it than AIDS Swiss. It's shot full of holes. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the judiciary and the subcommittees with COVID and with the weaponization of government. So that's kind of one of those uh, to be continued type of things. Uh, but I'm kind of interested in, a, in an interesting story. Now, given all the crud that we're finding out about the CDC and the misinformation that they put out, and they're worried about misinformation on uh, big tech, Twitter, Facebook, and whatever, and yet they're the ones with the false information. CDC, NIH, Fauci, and the NIAID, the World Health Organization, you name it. It's all gone straight to hell. It's awful. And there's and the people who are talking about thing, idiotic things like pandemic amnesty. I would anybody tells me it's like, well, I should be in support of pandemic a pandemic amnesty. I'm gonna look at them funny and smack them upside the head because they're stupid and they've caught a case of stupid and you can't fix it. I am not going to embrace anything that dumb. I won't. There needs to be 
accountability across the board. I'm talking not just Fauci and his messed up family and all the money they made. I'm talking Francis Collins, the former head of the National Institutes of Health, and Walensky over at the CDC, and all the goof and their goofball bureaucrats uh, who were there pushing this stuff. I mean, I'm and I'm saying this because Breitbart had a had a story of a young man named Simon Dunn. Now, Simon Dunn is an Australian rugby player and played for the Australian Olympic team. Now, and I mean, I'm not a big rugby fan, but the fact is that he suddenly died in his apartment in Sydney at the age of 35. Hmm, here we go. Now, if you remember, during COVID, uh, a year, a couple of years ago, when Australia completely went round the twist, which is essentially their way of saying they went cocoa for cuckoo puffs, big time, with the really stringent lockdowns and you know, and the cops and everything. I mean, going through people's private residences, businesses, churches, even, and they thought that was all good. No, Australia, I didn't forget, and a lot of people down down under didn't forget either. But it's interesting. Uh, young man, 35, uh, just read a little bit of this story. Dunn's body was reportedly found at his home in Sydney on Saturday. Police do not feel the death is suspicious, so no foul play and are going on the assumption that there is a medical reason for his passing, according to Yahoo Sports. Now, interesting. Another athlete drops dead. Hmm. I'm wondering, maybe, maybe that uh, he had, it had something to do with the vaccine from hell. Mm-hmm. And all the crud that the Australians had to go through because their government was wackadoodle. And all COVID, they were, I mean, there's COVID crazy, and then there's COVID psychosis, and then there's Australia. I mean, there are allies, you know, the world's largest island, but yet, uh, no, no, sorry. You know, we're going to shut it down. We're just, you're better wear your mask and you better do this. And yet, I mean, oh my gosh. When I saw some of the things that were being done in Australia, in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, every big city and small town in all of Australia. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I was looking at Australia or communist China. There really wasn't much difference in the tactics. So here we have another athlete, even though he's not American, but he just dropped dead suddenly at age 35. 35. Now, rugby is not a wimpy sport. Oh, no, no, no. It's not a wimpy sport at all. You've got to be tough to play rugby, especially if you've ever seen Australian rules football. These people are just, I mean, it's just kind of vicious. It's kind of like the NFL with no pads. I'm like, yowza. But yes, another athlete uh, dead. 
at, at, and young, 35. Mm. So yeah, with all the stuff going on, I mean, folks, if you really want to learn what the deal is with these crazy vaccines and what they do, check out Dr. Naomi Wolf's website. I highly recommend it. Dailyclout.io and get her book. It's in an ebook form. It can be on Kindle, but yeah, this is just no, thank you. So now there's that, and you take that, you take the situation with Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills and what happened with him, and all these other athletes who seem to be having problems. Oh, and I don't want to forget the young man from the Air Force Academy in his 20s. A guy, a young man named Hunter Brown, I believe, Air Force Academy student, and he's on his way from his dorm room to his class and drops dead. So don't tell me this, oh, well, it's because of climate change. Anybody ever tells you that, just smack them, look at them funny, and just leave. Because these are people who cannot and should not be taken seriously because they are disconnected from reality. No, no, no. Well, you're just an anti-vaxxer. It's like, you damn right I am. Because I could have been easily one of those people who dropped dead. Now, I'm not in my 20s or in my 30s, but I had well-meaning people who tried to tell me, oh, well, you have a heart condition. It's like, you should get the vaccine. And I just said, I'll tell you what, I'll meet you at the corner of hell and no. As I said, uh-uh, I was not going to take what the government told me as gospel. It's not going to happen. Mm-mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. And apparently, the more I see coming out about the vaccines, about what the CDC did, what the what NIH did, what Fauci did, the, w, uh, the WHO, I'm like, thank you. Yours truly is a genius. Thank you. And I was right. And I'm being more and more vindicated every time there's a story about the either the FDA, the CDC, or anything in public health and the dang vaccines. Or and Pfizer, Moderna, all that crap. So yes, I am very happy that I am vaccine free. And all the other people. Oh, side note on that one. Speaking of which, apparently the members of the military who lost their positions in all branches of the service because they wouldn't take the jab, now these, now these jackholes at the DOD are telling these people, hey, you need to give us your enlistment bonus back. It's like... Uh, no, thank you. You know, you, you kick us out because we won't take a vaccine, because we won't take the vaccine. You won't let us file exemptions for religious or medical reasons. And you have the unmitigated gall. Now that takes some serious stones to do that. And you want our enlistment bonus back? To all of those people, these men and women of all branches of the service who got kicked out because they wouldn't take the jab, Please tell the DOD and the Pentagon to go pound sand. Just say no. No, 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 no. Sorry. 
you you did this to us and now you want money on top of it uh-uh no 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 that is just forget that idea so yeah I'm that really bugs me about about that but uh but let's take a look oh here's something that's going to really hack off the LGBT crowd now Pope Francis not I mean and I'm not Catholic I am not anti-Catholic so anybody who's going to come up with that name lame excuse uh, you might want to shut your pie hole because I have some of my best friends who are traditional Catholics and no but Francis is a mess and they're not exactly thrilled about and my Catholic friends aren't exactly thrilled about him either but beside the point now apparently in com remarks that he recently made Pope Francis said that being homosexual isn't a crime but a sin and I'm like uh oh this is gonna get some folks that dander up that's for sure I'm like oh man I mean especially coming from a guy like Pope Francis who's been really accused of being very woke uh, which is really weird but it's you know but these days what isn't weird uh, but yeah that's really wild that he would make a statement like that because in the minds of many LGBT activists they think they're born that way and that somehow you know it's like I'm I have the right I have this I have that and I'm just and anybody who doesn't agree with me you're homophobic you're transphobic you're this you're that and the other I said sorry sorry you feel that way but is it going to change my mind absolutely not I mean hey homosexuality might be a sin but so is adultery so is fornication if you're sleeping with somebody and they're not your wife or your husband uh, that's a sin too now I didn't mean to start preaching but there needs to be a very clear understanding because knowing the LGBT crowd they're gonna feel like they're picked on and they're victims it's like hey adulterers fornicators it says in the Word of God you're not you're you're sinning too if you're not if you're sleeping with someone and you ain't married to them yeah it's completely um, it, it's completely a level playing field there's no sin that's worse than another because as I learned many years ago from a great man of God the ground at the foot of the cross is level which means not one sin is greater than any other and this just blows me away that Pope Francis of all people would say that I mean now of course after making such a really bold and highly controversial statement like that uh, the story uh, by Madeline my Madeline Hubbard of just the news stated that the pontiff added it's also a sin to lack charity with one another I'm going okay 
that's kind of a lame sort of cover, but apparently there are Catholic bishops who are supporting laws against the I mean against the LGBT community. And this is just ugh. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean this is just wacky when I hear this. I mean coming from a major church. I mean, but still a lot of churches in Protestant uh, circles, mainline denominations like Presbyterians, Episcopalians, Methodists, and, uh, and even Southern Baptists to a degree, are splitting over the whole concept of LGBT and wokeness and all of that. And, you know, we need to be loving and affirming. It's like, no, we don't. What we need to do is the most loving thing you can do for someone is to tell the truth. Tell them the truth. Because at this point, you know, trying to coddle them and make them feel loved and affirmed, you're going to love and affirm them straight to hell. And, and religion has done that to people for centuries because they won't do the right thing and tell people the truth. Now, this is not supposed... I'm not saying this to get into a fight. You know, I'm not. But if somebody wants to start one, you can start one, but I'm not going to this dance. I, tell, I would tell the truth. Because if you care about somebody, if you care about their immortal, eternal soul, you will tell them the truth no matter how upset they get. If you're sitting in the passenger seat of a car and your friend is driving and you notice a sign that says, bridge out ahead, please turn around. And you're going, hey, uh, the bridge is out ahead, turn around. And they're just kind of going, 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 going. And you're like, uh, yo, hey, bridge is out ahead. Turn around, dude. And they're like, oh, that's not true. And they just keep going and going and going. And then all of a sudden, they see that the bridge is out. They're going too fast. They're going off the cliff. And you and your friend are dead. And your friend is wondering... Hey, why didn't you tell me? Uh, I tried two, three times, ding dong, and you just and you didn't listen, and so now we're both dead. So yeah, there's it, this is the type of thing that I tell the people because I know I've worked with many LGBT folks in show business, in in, in the theater, in TV. Yeah, I've done that. And as much as I don't approve of their lifestyle, and I don't really condone it, but they have the right to live it if they so choose. But I'm not just going to sit there silent and say, oh, everything's going to be fine, and, you know, that Jesus loves you, which is true. But everything isn't going to be fine. So I don't know. I know some people get upset about it, 
and some, you know, and they just get all upset. And especially the activist uh, type, they they get all upset. And I just said, well, I can't help you, folks. I, I just can't help you. I know what I have to do to keep my conscience clean before God. And that is more important to me than worrying about if somebody's going to get offended. Being offended is a choice. It is not a right or an entitlement. And that is the one thing that I just simply tell them. You can choose to be offended, but you don't have the right. Wow, that really makes, that really hacks them off. But that's really an issue it's best saved for another time. But I want to end today's show with probably one of the dumbest things. I mean, it's funny, but it's also dumb. I mean, I did say we're going to go from the sublime to the ridiculous. Well, this is the ridiculous. This is what happens when you live in woke America in 2023. <laughs> it's hilarious. Now, A&W uh, restaurants, I mean, th there are restaurants and there's A&W root beer, been around for decades. I love A&W. Uh, I when I can get it, I it makes the best root beer floats, and I love it. But this crack, this just made me go wah. Now the headline is A and W puts pants on polarizing mascot bear in joke after M and M's indefinitely pauses, quote unquote, their spokes candies. And I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding. So I had to read this story, and I just went, oh, the first, <laughs> the, the first couple of paragraphs told me everything I know, that everything I needed to know, and why they got stupid. Now, it, it starts out, A&W Restaurants jokingly said its mascot, Rudy the Great Root Bear, will start wearing jeans after the fast food chain said his lack, his quote unquote lack of pants can be polarizing, unquote. In an announcement that came days after M&M's said it would take an indefinite pause, quote unquote, from promoting its polarizing, quote unquote, mascot spokes candies. I'm like, why? Are you kidding? Now, Tooth, I mean, A&W Root Beer, I love. And I love M&M's. I'm a, I'm a plain M&M's kind of guy. And my mother used to be, I mean, used to love peanut M&M's. So fortunately, there were no fights uh, over M&M's when we had them in the house growing up. But, ay, 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 ay. Now, A&W restaurants, their, their chain, and I've eaten them, I've eaten them before. Post A&W posted Tuesday on social media, continuing in the article, quote, America, let's talk. Since 1963, Rudy the Great Root Bear has been our beloved spokesbear. We knew people would notice because he's literally a six foot tall bear wearing an orange sweater. I've known that ever since I was a kid and it was fun. And I loved it. I didn't get freaked out over it. But now we get it, which 
we're continuing. I'm continuing of what A&W posted on social media. But now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing, unquote. So I'm just so now they're putting pants on their spokesperson or spokesbear that's been around for 60 freaking years. Really? Okay, now if you're gonna use that kind of logic, then here's a here's my uh <laughs> Here's my message to the University of Oregon and their mascot puddles the duck. Please put some dadgum pants on the duck. Same with Disney. How about putting some pants on Donald Duck? Hmm? I mean, Donald Duck has been around for decades. Decades. I mean, probably about, what, three quarters of a century? It's like, put some dadgum pants on the duck. Same thing with the University of Oregon. If we're going to use this kind of wackadoodle whack logic and any other college mascot or corporate mascot that doesn't wear pants. I mean, just do it across the board. If A&W is going to do it to Rudy the Great Root Bear after 60 years, well then, hey, new... <laughs> Shoot, uh, the University of Oregon needs to do it to their duck or any other university that has uh, mascots that don't wear pants. Put some dadgum pants on there. Now, granted, University of Oregon is in Eugene Springfield, uh, the Eugene Springfield area, which is very left, very woke, and completely off of its rocker. And... Of course, there would be people screaming and say, It's discrimination against the dad. It's like, ugh. At that point, it's just, please, just give me the bottle of Tylenol and I'll just upend the thing. Because this is absolutely stupid. This is absolutely stupid. Ay, 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 ay. What can you do, ladies and gentlemen? Oh. Well, my friends. Oh, thank you for sticking around for this supersized edition of In Black and Right. And I have a feeling as the year goes on, I mean, we're not even at the end of January, and we still have the Republican National Committee meeting that's going on right now in Southern California, but the voting for the new chair will not be until Friday, so I'll be getting into that tomorrow. And if you do happen to hear this and you want your feelings known as a Republican, uh, find, you can go to hireharmeet.com. H-I-R-E-H-A-R-M-E-E-T. Hireharmeet.com. And just find your particular state's uh, state chair and committee woman and committeeman and you can send them an email wanting a change. Now, don't get crazy. Don't get mean. Be succinct to the point, but respectful. And just say, hey, you want to change. And boom, there you go. As well as you can also uh, check out our uh, podcast, our audio podcast. Just simply go to your favorite uh, podcasting platform. Look for In Black and Right. And boom, you can find it. Just look for our flaming microphone. 
It's not hard to find and just tell your friends, subscribe, and you'll be notified every time a new episode is uh, uploaded to the server. And also check out our other uh, social media platforms. You can find uh, you can find that on inblackandright.net at our other platforms uh, uh, marker there. Just click and you can find us on all the big ones. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on well, actually, no, not Facebook anymore because well, they shadow ban. But we've got Twitter. We've got Instagram. Truth Social, Parlor, True Patriot Network, and Getter. And we also have our Rumble page as well with videos. And we've had a great video uh, video interview with a parents' rights activist and advocate, uh, Keisha King, uh, my fellow Floridian. Uh, amazing lady. Uh, definitely worth watching. So for now, folks, I'm going to say so long. Take care. Have yourself a great happy hump day. And I will see you tomorrow. And remember that patriots still come in all colors.